Episode 80 is season three. Here we are. My goodness, 80 episodes in one season. Well, I know, because we're doing two episodes a week, that's why. So, yeah, but uh, there's a lot of stupidity out there, people, and there's a lot of stupidity even before I can even get this podcast finished, and not the funny kind. Two school shootings in the same month. I'm telling you, folks, the stupidity is getting serious. Oh, well. Well, maybe the stupidity that you hear in this midweek bonus episode will at least take your mind off the more stupid stupidity. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. searched for stupidity, you've come to the right place. And if you've stumbled on the stupidity, you've probably come to the right place too. Welcome to my stupid world. I'm Eric Lane, feeling, well, especially insane today. Yes, I've got some five-star stupidity for you. Yes, in our midweek bonus episode, please give it a five-star rating, if you don't mind. And write a stupid review so I can read something for next week's episode. Yeah. Besides, when you rate and review the podcast, it might actually show up a little more prominently in searches for folks who are desperate in searching for stupidity. Of course, you can always share the stupidity because heaven forbid you to be stingy with your stupidity. Better yet, just subscribe and get your stupid fix automatically when the new episodes are published. You can also download the episodes and listen buffer free because heaven forbid you would not want to be somewhere where you don't have internet or cell coverage and have it stutter. No, download it right to your device, of course. Of course, besides this midweek bonus feed, we've got the weekend feed featuring Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, with more stupid stories and beyond coming every Saturday, usually, when it's uh, ready to be published. You can ask Pancho of some of life's biggest questions. He will give you his sage wisdom and play along with Pancho in our insane game show, which is always fun. Nothing near as insane, though, as this. JetBlue is going hostile for its bid for Spirit Airlines, asking their shareholders of the low-cost carrier to reject a proposed $2.9 billion acquisition by Frontier. JetBlue is going straight to the shareholders with its offer, hoping to push the board of the Florida airline to the negotiating table. The shares of Spirit jumped 17%. JetBlue offers more value, a significant premium in cash, more certainty, more benefits for all the shareholders. That's what CEO of JetBlue, Robin Hayes, said in a statement. Frontier offers less value, more risk, no divesture commitments, and no reserve breakup fee, despite more overlap on nonstop routes and their own regulatory challenges. What? JetBlue trying to buy Spirit Airlines? Evidently, it's all part of a plan, see, to create the world's coldest in-flight meal. I mean, who'd want to buy Spirit Airlines anyway? I mean, even stowaways think that's a beneath them. Well, good luck with that. A 36-year-old man in the Columbus, Ohio area named Brett Red called the police and reported his truck was stolen. Weirdly, though, the truck was stolen 
by his passenger while he was at a gas station. When the cops did locate the truck and arrested the guy who took it, in the process of searching for the vehicle, they did look up the information on it. But what they discovered was it was reported stolen before the day they got the call. Turns out just five days before Brett reported his stolen truck, he stole the same truck from a landscaping company. <laughs> now, both men have been charged with receiving stolen property. As far as I know, the second theft was not connected to the landscaping company, so this isn't a case of someone stealing their own property back. Well, I guess what? He reported the truck stolen as stolen? I don't know. That's, that's pretty bad even for Ohio. I mean, look, the Hilliard suburb is a pretty peaceful Ohio city. So local authorities advised this guy to please take his criminal activities where they belong to Cleveland. <clears throat> well, scientists at Kyoto University have done some intense research and found cats living with other feline friends can recognize their own and each other's names and possibly even familiar humans' names. Yeah. They published this in their peer-reviewed journal, Scientific Reports, and studied, what, 48 cats who either lived in households with at least three other cats or were from cat cafes where they cohabitated with lots of other felines. And to test their name recognition, the researchers showed each cat a computer monitor displaying a familiar cat face an audio recording of their owner calling either the displaced cat's real name or a cat of that one that did not match the one on the screen. The local crazy cat lady, I think, has a few things to chime in about on this particular topic. Do you know that the Japanese people studied some kitty cats and all the little fur baby kitty cuddles all know their names and the names of their other kitty friends? I have a fluffy fun bundle who knows his name. I call him Domo Arigato. He's half Japanese and half Spanish, thank you very much. But come on, the rest of the cats are so stupid, they don't know their names. They think their name is the sound of the electric can opener. That's the only time they come running. I scream out, Mr. Snuggle up I guess until I'm blue and no kitty cat comes to me I mean he oh wait was that the one who got into the rat poison traps he may be in the freezer oh who can keep track you want me to be impressed with cats knowing names call me when they know my name not that I don't care about cats knowing each other's names but aren't there more pressing matters for scientists these days I mean, not to be a snob, but I kind of feel that maybe Kyoto University has a very high acceptance rate. <laughs> well, you got to go pretty deep with those COVID test swabs. I've done a few myself, but not this deep. A 31-year-old mom in the UK named Bobby Lee recently had to have emergency surgery after she swallowed one of those six-inch-long Q-tip thingies. She decided to swab her throat instead of her nose, which the FDA and Mayo Clinic have cautioned people against. And, of course, she gagged, and it got stuck. 
and it went halfway down her throat. And the end was still poking up into the roof of her mouth. But she couldn't pull it out and ended up swallowing it. She then immediately drove herself to the ER. At least she had a little common sense. By the time she saw the doctor, the swab was in her stomach and getting close to her intestines. <laughs> so, if it went any further, it could have punched a hole in them. You don't want to have leaking intestines. But they'd never seen a case like that at the hospital, so they weren't sure what to do. Nobody's been that stupid. They eventually decided to put a tiny little camera down her throat and ended up pulling the swab back out. Now, luckily, she's okay and can laugh about it now. No word, though, if she tested positive for COVID or not. Well, oh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty graphic shots of that thing in her stomach, too, by the way. We'll have to put that on the uh, Telegram channel. I'll tell you about that later. Well, you, should companies have to offer paid menstrual leave for periods? I mean, hey, if guys could get pregnant, maybe guys can menstruate and get time off. Well, it's something Spain is considering right now. There's actually a bill in their Congress that would offer unlimited paid days off with a doctor's note. And the government would pick up the tab, not the employer. Don't let Joe Biden hear about this. A few countries around the world have similar laws like Japan, Taiwan, Indonesia, South Korea, and Zambia. But Spain would be the first country in Europe to do it. Their parliament still has to vote, though, which probably could take months. I don't know. But people that support the bill say it shouldn't be the norm for women to go to work in pain every month. Or for that matter, inflict pain on every man who has to work with her every month. But others think it could backfire and stigmatize women so companies would be less likely to hire them. Why don't you just provide free pads? You know, something like that. I love that this lady is doubling down and refusing to admit she was wrong here because this is obviously something you can do. Almost exactly a year ago, a 27-year-old woman named Lucy Ray was in the news and on this podcast after she climbed into an enclosure of spider monkeys at the El Paso Zoo and started feeding them Cheetos. <laughs> and she hopped the fence, waded across a three-foot moat and hand-fed Cheetos to two different monkeys. And someone, of course, got it on video. She got arrested for criminal trespass, but still claims she did nothing wrong and refuses to apologize. Her defense seems to be that the zoo didn't have a sign that specifically said you can't jump in and interact with the monkeys. Okay, here's your sign, doofus. She claims they were super excited and happy to see her. But zoo officials said they actually freaked out and upset in the video. And obviously the special diet they're on doesn't include junk food. Lucy was working as a legal assistant at a law firm when all this happened, and they fired her for it. She says she's still upset that some news outlets called them flaming Hot Cheetos when they were really just regular Cheetos, because that made it sound worse. 
she did hire a new or she did have did a new interview with a local TV station there in El Paso and said the only reason she the only lesson she's learned out of from all this is that sharing Cheetos is wrong, apparently. <laughs> Here she is. Lose or Lucy Ray, her new employer defense attorney, Mark T. Davis, and uh, chief veterinarian at the El Paso Zoo, Dr. Victoria Milne, talking about the incident that went viral. I was shocked that someone had recorded it and shocked that it went viral. The Cheeto incident was really great for me. It's great to have Lucy working here. They were very excited, the monkeys. They would look excited, but not in a positive way. They were actually really upset. No animal was ever abused. I think they liked the Cheetos, didn't they? They loved them. I don't think I did anything wrong. I mean, those spider monkeys could get violent, you know, if they wanted more Cheetos, you know? She didn't have any more. Well, here, violence isn't the answer. A 30-year-old Florida woman is facing felony charges for allegedly beating her husband with a belt after she uh, caught him watching pornography on his cell phone and masturbating. Hmm, that's according to police. Angela Davis was arrested following the confrontation with the 51-year-old victim at their home in Summerfield, Florida. Her husband told police he'd gotten into an altercation with her after she interrupted his pleasure session. He said she became angry and asked to see his phone, and when he handed it over, a verbal altercation ensued. Police said the dispute then turned violent, and Davis wrapped a leather belt with a large metal buckle around her fist. The victim said that's when he took out his phone to dial 911. Davis knocked the device from his hand and struck him several times with the belt on his arms and back. Davis admitted most of the story to uh, police, but added she had struck her spouse with the belt to protect herself. Well, she was arrested and charged with aggravated battery and witness tampering. That was both felonies. Davis was arrested after investigators determined she was the incident's primary aggressor. Yes, I think this woman is just a serious animal lover, you know? She just simply couldn't stand to see this guy choking the chicken. Don't worry, though. No animals were harmed during the incident. The only thing that took a beating was his trouser snake. Well, here's a weird food combo I didn't see coming. And trust me, I've talked about a lot of weird food combos on this podcast. Back for National Pizza Party Day, Pepsi decided to work with the Culinary Institute of America. And they came up with, <clears throat> drum roll please, Pepsi-infused pepperoni. Yay. They call it Pepsi-roni. They're not paying enough to these boardroom guys to come up with marketing ideas. I know that. They say that Pepsi adds a citrusy sweetness to the pepperoni. New Yorkers got to try it at a pizza place in lower Manhattan. Uh, they're planning to offer it up in other cities soon, but they haven't said where yet. But, but for anybody who can't try it, they did two different pizza-related deals. A $5 off DoorDash pizza order if you buy a Pepsi with it, and a $3 back by posting a photo of yourself with pizza and a Pepsi on social media and the hashtag better with Pepsi. You also had to text Pepsi and pepperoni to the number 81234 along with your receipt. But you still didn't get to eat the Pepsi Roni. God forbid they actually start putting this on at Pizza Hut. 
Well, there's a team of engineers in France who smashed the record for the furthest distance traveled in a hydrogen-powered car. That vehicle, by the way, traveled more than 2,000 kilometers, or about 1,242 miles, over the course of three days on a single full tank of gas made from biomethanol, a uh, biomass that comes from manure. Yes, as in poop. The biofuel, dubbed GH3, was developed by ARM Engineering. It's a French transportation research and development firm. It created, uh, the whole thing is created through a process called biomass methanation. It takes non-food biomass, <clears throat> such as plant residue and manure, and turns it into fuel to create electricity for the car's battery. It's uh, similar to biofuels here in the U.S., such as E85, which is made up of 85% corn-based ethanol and 15% gas. However, the GH3 is notable because it contains no fossil fuels at all and can be used to create hydrogen that then powers the car. Now, currently, there's just one hydrogen car that's commercially available. That's the Toyota Mirari, which uses hydrogen gas as a fuel, which also makes it a pretty expensive explosive deal. <clears throat> yeah, love the car, Bob, but uh, what's that smell? Huh? Well, of course, they smashed the record for the furthest distance traveled on something like this. They were just trying to get away from the stank. Of course, then, if you're on the road and you don't have time to stop for a potty stop, you can just fill up the tank. Well, if, you're, uh, if you've missed the sights and the smells and the tastes of the circus, well, I got some mostly good news for you. The Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, the greatest show on earth, is being revived. But for better or worse, not everything is being revived. Uh, the new show will not feature live animals. So, no like tigers and lions and bears and monkeys and elephants. As far as I can tell, there won't even be any horses. Ringling Brothers Circus shut down back in 2017 after more than 130 years, mostly because ticket sales pretty much bottomed out, but it was also, well, they had a lot of increased criticism over the animal performers, and they were being pressured to drop them because of they were being so cruel to those elephants. Well, the revamp show is going to debut 2023 in September, and they have a promo video. They're highlighting the human performances, like tightrope performers, acrobats and jugglers and contortionists, stunt bike riders, unicyclists, all with elaborate costumes and surround sound and great food and audience-generated contents, <clears throat> whatever that is. So instead of a lion tamer, they'll have a guy trying to calm down a millennial who's been misgendered. Yeah, that dang CGI is ruining everything. But okay, I mean, look, that's, I guess, okay with me. I'll just, I'll go along just as long as they bring back the bearded lady. But until then, the only circus in this country you're going to be able to watch is the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. I guess you can expect something closer to Cirque du Soleil than a traditional circus, you might say. But they do have a promo for their return shows and how they're going to be mistreating, mistreating other types of living things, you know, like the performers. After five years, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus is back with all the same excitement, but without the lions, tigers, and elephants. 
We've stopped mistreating animals to make them entertain you, and now we just mistreat humans to entertain you. Get out there and juggle, you clowns! Ouch! That's smart! Shut up and spray some seltzer on it. Now all you bozos, get in the car! All right already! No more chimp trainers, no more lion tamers, but we did keep the guy who shoveled the elephant poop. Now I just clean up after the tightrope guy who craps himself for having to work without a net. The Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Now, it's just like Cirque du Soleil, but without all the French stuff. Now get up on that trapeze and swing like a monkey! You know, in a manner of speaking. Hey! You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. Dr. Anthony Fauci laughed and said no when asked if he would stay in his post as chief medical advisor at the White House if former President Donald Trump were to win the 2024 election. This is like me saying I'd turn down a date with Christy Brinkley. Dude, it's not even an option. Former President Trump frequently clashed with Fauci during the first year of the pandemic about hydrochloroquine, test uh, all the high chloroquine, the testing, the reopening of the businesses, the curtailing travel from China, and a lot of other issues. They never really saw eye to eye, not even because of the major height difference. Scientists in Indonesia have discovered evidence of a mysterious hobbit-like human species. They discovered it by watching Danny DeVito movies. No word on how these hobbits behave, though. But one thing is for sure, if you encounter a hobbit, you need to hide all of your rings immediately. Nearly 7 in 10 Americans say they actually prefer straws over forks or spoons when it comes to dessert. Yeah, that's right. We've become so fat as a country that we'd rather just inhale all of the sugar instead of actually eating it. In the poll of 2000 adults, 69% say they're likely to order drinkable desserts rather than the ones for eating. That one song does say, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, right? But if you overindulge, the only place that shake will bring you is to Weight Watchers. 
President Biden urged cities and states to use their leftover federal stimulus money to beef up law enforcement, which would be totally doable if those elected officials hadn't already pocketed the money months ago. Biden's remarks are a sharp turn from the Democratic Party's stance from a few years ago that pushed to cut police budgets. Yeah, somewhere AOC and Ilhan Omar are screaming. But luckily nobody can hear because we all tuned them out a long time ago. Darth Vader actor Hayden Christensen stated that the hunt for Jedi alongside his team of Inquisitors in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi series will be personal. But Star Wars fans know that Obi-Wan will be even tougher to find than a real-life girlfriend. The Subway franchise is reportedly running low on sandwich meat due to the bird flu. Of course, on the bright side, they've got plenty of supplies for their new teriyaki bird flu supreme. Some customers also say their local Subway has been out of tuna for weeks. That's because their tuna is almost entirely made of baby formula. A House Intelligence Subcommittee held the first congressional hearing on UFOs in like a half a century. Is a building evidence on the sightings raises more questions than answers. You know, the potential existence of aliens would really go a long way in explaining people, quote-unquote, like Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton. The Biden administration might have to develop their very own men in black, but with uh, guys like Hunter around, it's more like men on crack. An audit revealed that half of Joe Biden's Twitter followers are fake. And if you think that's bad, you should see his voters. Elon Musk says he won't buy Twitter until he figures out how many accounts on the flat platform are bots. The problem is it's hard to tell the bots apart from the human liberals. A recent survey of 2,000 Americans also found that only half of respondents felt like an adult when they turned 18, which is exactly why it's so smart to allow an 18-year-old to take out a quarter-million-dollar loan. The same half of Americans admitted they didn't feel like an adult until they turned 30, which makes sense because that's about around the same age they finally leave their mother's basement. A new study finds that having more than two kids can lead to weaker brain function. But then again, that could be the result of listening to Baby Shark over and over and over. Nestle is flying baby formula supplies to the U.S. from Netherlands and Switzerland to alleviate the shortage in U.S. supermarkets. But most Americans would just continue feeding their fat kids Nestle Kit Kat bars. Nestle is moving Gerber baby food formula to the U.S. from the Netherlands and Alfamino baby formula from Switzerland to the U.S. But look, I'll give it a couple of days before this administration finds a way to confiscate it and then deliver it to the border. An elderly Indian couple is suing their son for $646,000 for not giving them grandkids. So just like their son, they're not kidding around. <laughs> yeah, the plaintiffs say if their son has a baby within the next year, they'll drop the lawsuit. So just like all of us, He's getting screwed by the legal system. A Louisville woman claims that Cleveland Cavaliers guard Rahan Rondo brandished a gun and threatened a shooter. Wouldn't that make him a shooting guard? The U.S. set a new record for gas prices when the average cost at the pumps topped over four bucks a gallon in all 50 states for the first time ever. It's so wildly expensive now that drug dealers across the country are thinking of ditching pills and dealing in petroleum. 
Filling up an SUV now costs as much as an eight ball of cocaine, which is exactly why Hunter Biden got rid of his SUV. A hacker has found a way to unlock Teslas and start other people's cars. Meanwhile, most Tesla owners can't even figure out how to open their own car doors. The paper airplane championships were held recently in Austria, where people from across the globe came to measure who could throw a paper airplane the highest and the longest. Plus, you get extra points for landing it in the teacher's hair. Disney just announced the release date for Hocus Pocus 2. You know, the hotly anticipated and long-awaited sequel to that witchy Disney classic. And if you ever check out Bette Midler's Twitter, Twitter account, you're going to realize why she's always been the perfect choice to play a witch. The Disney Plus streaming service has announced also that while it will start showing advertisements, it won't accept ads for political causes. Instead, it'll just stick to preaching politics in its movies and TV shows. Marvel has released a trailer for a new She-Hulk movie. They basically just took Avatar and put a green Instagram filter on it. Chris Wallace is now going to anchor a new primetime show on CNN. And Chris says he's excited to spend some time living a private life out of the public eye. A player for the Toronto Maple Leafs was a victim of a carjacking after a playoff game, but it was a Canadian carjacking, see? So they just took the car, filled it up with gas, washed it, brought it back, and apologized. Sorry. Nina Jankowicz, the uh, <clears throat> expert appointed to oversee this new disinformation board at the Department of Homeland Security, resigned after the program was um, paused amid criticism from Republicans on Capitol Hill. Now that she's off this disinformation board, Jankowicz now is the favorite to win the next season of America's Got Issues. Although, have you seen her sing that cringeworthy edition of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious about disinformation? Yeah, Let's just say she's probably going to star in the remake of Scary Poppins. New data suggests that people that co-sleep with their pets may reap the benefits of better sleep. But people without pets say one smelly animal in bed, also known as their spouse, is more than enough. The survey of about 2,000 American pet owners revealed that 7 in 10 believe they get better quality sleep when their pet is in bed with them at night. I'm assuming these are dog owners because cat owners are terrified that their pet will kill them in their sleep. Scientists have discovered a sexually transmitted parasite that makes people appear more attractive. And the name of that sexually transmitted parasite is Amber Heard. A knife-swinging truck driver and a gun-toting motorcyclist faced off in a street in a wild road rage confrontation. Where else but Florida? This would sound absolutely insane if you took the word Florida out of the headline. Yeah, anywhere else in this world, it would be the craziest day ever. In Florida, it was just Tuesday. A YouTuber in New Zealand filmed herself eating 10,000 calories of Wendy's food in one sitting, or as Americans call it, lunch. Ironically, after eating all that Wendy's food, she went to the bathroom and dropped a Whopper. <laughs> I like that one. Disney Plus is releasing a series entirely about She-Hulk, as I said earlier, and all this time I thought Disney hated Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
Actually, it's about a female Hulk who lives in a mild-mannered lawyer, but then transforms to the She-Hulk when she's triggered by anger, which is why almost every action sequence begins with her finding her husband's underwear on the floor. After that, the only way to make her human again is to give her a gravity blanket and haagen Google is also saying that it's close to giving computers human-level intelligence. Too bad they can't give it to Kamala Harris. In a major victory for women, it's been announced that the U.S. men's and women's soccer teams will share their World Cup prize money equally. It's also great news for the men since they never get anywhere in the World Cup anyway. President Biden is telling reporters monkeypox cases are something to be concerned about. Yeah, and when he finished, he took another lick off his ice cream and went inside for a nap. Here it comes, another disease, a warning bout of virus from the CDC. Hey, hey, it's monkeypox, and people can spread it around. If you've been to Canada, do not bring it to your town. They are rising infections here in the United States. Bad skin people, Corona, and monkeypox comes from apes. Of course, the president was over in Asia, and in truth, they took him to Epcot and told him it was Asia, actually. A plane containing 70,000 pounds of baby formula landed in Indiana after traveling from Rammstein Air Force Base in Germany. It's part of this emergency plan to restock America's shelves. It's kind of weird, though, after eating the baby formula from Germany, all the infants are suddenly wearing socks and sandals. We've we've, We've got to deal with all kinds of crisis under Biden, but a baby formula shortage is really jarring. Okay, I'll stop the formula jokes, even though I could spoon-feed them to you all day. Jif has recalled 50 peanut butter products after a link to salmonella was discovered at the Kentucky plant. The peanut butter recall is definitely going to cost the company a lot of bread. Researchers have authenticated the 8,000-year-old skull of a young man that was found by two kayakers during a drought in the Minnesota River. The 8,000-year-old man went to high school with Joe Biden. A local museum is expected to fast-track the skull into its exhibits. It's all part of their Head Start program. A Louisiana National Guard officer was able to retire with full benefits after motorboating a female soldier during an informal promotion ceremony. They just can't get mad at this guy, you know, because this baby formula shortage is everybody trying to breastfeed. He keeps getting his dress uniform, too, you know? He gets to keep the dress uniforms, and actually, he got it straight off the rack. Literally. Saturday Night Live highlighted Kate McKinnon and Pete Davidson during their final episode on the show. There wasn't a dry eye in the house, thanks to the Visine they used after the bong hits. McKinnon reprised her role as Mrs. Rafferty, who's known to ramble incoherently about meeting aliens and other issues of the day. On paper, the scripts look like a Joe Biden speech, but she just brings them to life. And NFL owners voted on a measure that would force Washington Commanders owner Daniel Snyder to sell the team. There were enough votes to kick him out, but they still had to count the mail-in ballots. The Commanders have a new name, but the team itself is a Fixer Upper. It's a great big stupid world. And we're feeling kind 
You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter. Or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now this week's Genius Award. And for this week's Genius Award, we have a Florida gas station employee who called the police after they spotted a man with temporary Texas tags pumping gas into the back of his pickup instead of his vehicle. A Delray Beach police officer conducted a high-risk felony traffic stop on a white Chevy Silverado driven by 34-year-old Yasmini Gonzalez Morejon near a mobile gas station. The arrest report stated the officer treated the incident as a high-risk because Texas temp tags are widely used to mask criminal activity to include stolen vehicles. Morejon was detained while the officer inspected the vehicle and found a large metallic gas tank that included a gas pump nozzle in the pickup bed concealed by a cover. The cover had a cutout to access the tank externally. The officer said that the Texas temporary tags were registered to a Nissan Sentra and not a Chevy. Underneath the temporary tags, the officer found Florida tags that were registered to Morejon. Morejon was then later charged with having a tag attached that was not assigned in possession of a counterfeit tag, and he was also charged with unlawful conveyance of fuel, which is a third-degree felony. This man had to be a trafficker of expensive substances, which would explain why he passed on drugs and went right to the gasoline. I don't think he's going to be getting gas for a while, though, unless he eats a ton of prison food, that is. And then there's this, where police in Tallahassee, Florida, made a DUI arrest after they said a Ford Mustang traveled up a power pole. That's right, up. City of Tallahassee Police Department posted the video showing the scene to Facebook. The driver can be heard saying, Was that what my friends at the res went up the curb and wound up there? It sucks. Not every day you see someone up a power pole. Normally, when a guy gets too drunk, he winds up in front of a stripper pole. Yeah, yeah, the guy goes up a pole. Now in prison, he might just have to go down on one. Or how about this? A 20-year-old New Jersey man was arrested and another injured after a fight in the street involving a machete and a beach chair in Jackson, New Jersey. 
Julian Ogle of Wall was charged with aggravated assault and two weapons offenses. The fight broke out about 5.15 in the afternoon as a result of an ongoing feud between Ogle and several other people. A man drove to the house to confront Ogle, who was inside. Ogle then exited the house, grabbed the machete that was in a car parked in the driveway. Meanwhile, the other man pulled a beach chair out of the trunk of the car that he had arrived in, and he and Ogle went at it, swinging the items at each other in the street. Another man came out of his house and kicked the man fighting Ogle in the head. A woman in the car that arrived was also pulled from the vehicle, thrown to the ground, and assaulted. Passersby intervened and broke up the fight. The man who arrived at the house to confront Ogle was brought to an area hospital with a severe laceration, according to authorities. Police obtained video of the incident during their investigation. Gee, another day, another attack. It may not be Friday the 13th anymore, but crazed maniacs are still swinging machetes. I'm telling you, this is truly an accomplishment. Only in the state of New Jersey could a beach chair somehow be used as a weapon. But what about this? A 32-year-old Florida man was arrested for using a sledgehammer to steal over 800 bucks from a laundromat. The Charlotte County Sheriff's Office said Michael Justin Rowe and 34-year-old Taylor Marie Furl went into this laundromat and picture show Rowe wearing an ape mask and holding a sledgehammer. Rowe then used the sledgehammer to smash a coin change machine, took about 800 bucks from it. Meanwhile, in a video not released by the Sheriff's Office, Farrell can be heard yelling, We gotta go! You've been in here too long! He said that to Roe before the pair drove off in a blue Mercury marquee. Deputies found Farrell after she dyed her hair blue. Deputies said she then confessed to the crime. Roe was identified as the other suspect after he was found to be the registered owner of the getaway vehicle. And both are being held at the Charlotte County Jail on several charges, including grand theft property, more than 750 bucks, but less than 5,000 bucks, and criminal mischief of more than $1,000 in damages. Yeah, the guy steals from a laundromat while wearing a gorilla mask. This story is absolutely bananas. He did what, snag 800 bucks? I guess that should be enough to get him an entire gorilla suit the next time. And you got to check this one out. The Wichita, Kansas Police Department said it's identified the woman accused of defecating in a Wichita beauty supply aisle. Wichita Police Department asked for the public's help in trying to identify the woman that entered the store and defecated in the middle of the aisle. The defecation was uh, significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed as a result. And the businesses would like to know who the um, perpetrator is so they can pursue criminal charges, according to the police at the time. The incident was captured on video surveillance, but for the good of all of you, the police said, we are not posting the footage of the offending fecal assault. Wow. Eight wigs were destroyed as a result of the incident. They must have been in pretty crappy condition. Of course, no word on why she pooped in the store, but people are speculating she must have overindulged at the nearest Chipotle. And you'll never believe this. A 22-year-old Pinellas County, Florida man is facing several fraud charges accused of creating uh, a pardon by then-President Donald Trump, according to the Department of Justice. Alexander Lezinsky attempted to seize more than $300 million of properties, including some reportedly owned by Jeffrey Epstein. They said he used fictitious charitable organizations to engage in fraud. Now, the investigator said he fraudulently applied for and received two payroll protection plan loans totaling about $195,910.
They also said he tried to deposit $2.7 million of worthless checks into one of the charity's entities called Love and Bliss. Then he allegedly laundered the money through multiple accounts. Eventually, the U.S. froze one of his accounts that held over $300,000. When Lezinski was found out, he responded by producing a fabricated pardon that he claimed was signed by former President Donald Trump. When property owners and attorneys attempted to correct the fraudulent deeds, Lezinski responded by sending harassing and threatening letters and emails and faxes. He's now facing federal charges of wire fraud, bank fraud, money laundering, and others. If convicted, the guy faces about 30 years maximum in prison. This guy's facing a lengthy prison sentence, you know? So at least he'll be joining the former president's cabinet members, you know? Trump would never pardon this guy, though. Only somebody with money laundering experience like President Biden would issue a pardon. Okay, one more. A 19-year-old South Florida woman who fled from law enforcement in the Florida Keys told the deputy who caught up to her that getting arrested was on her bucket list. Yeah, Jania Shamirokal Douglas from Homestead, Florida, was charged with fleeing and eluding it. The deputy spotted the woman's Toyota sedan speeding and driving recklessly just before 8 o'clock in the morning on Sound Card Road in Key Largo. He turned on his lights and siren, but the driver did not immediately stop. Douglas eventually pulled over miles later at the intersection of Card Sound Road and Overseas Highway. Before she was taken to jail, the woman told the deputy that getting arrested had been on her bucket list since she left high school. Yeah, she said getting arrested had been on her bucket list since high school. What do you think about that? The most amazing part of that statement is that she actually went to high school. Well, I guess it's always nice to check something off your bucket list. Let's hope that her list also includes making bail. Well, if you like the podcast, please rate and review it. I got five-star stupidity here, so give it a five-star rating. And write a stupid review, okay, so I can have something to read on my next upcoming episode. And see, when you rate and review the podcast, it shows up prominently in searches for people stupid enough to go searching for stupidity. Of course, you can also share the podcast on social media since, you know, you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And subscribe. That's the best part. Then you get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player. Plus, if you download all the episodes, you can listen but for free. Because, you know, if you got inadequate internet coverage or cell coverage, you can have it right there on your device. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store, totally free, or you can have a couple of paid versions. Either way, it's amazingly customizable. Don't forget, besides this midweek bonus episode, make sure that you check out the weekend feed with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And Pancho will answer some questions from people seeking to tap his sage wisdom when they ask Pancho about some of life's biggest questions. Now, you can also play along with Pancho in the weekly round of our Insane Game Show, too. And don't forget, you can interact with the podcast because I put a lot of these stories on Telegram Messenger. It's a great little app you should download from your app store. And when you get Telegram Messenger, you can then join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World channel. And then you can check out all the links from all these stupid stories 
from all these podcasts. And you can discuss what you've read or heard about on the podcast. You can share the articles with your friends and comment on them and all kinds of stuff. You can preview the channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's available in desktop or mobile versions, platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. Don't forget, follow me on social media with the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. And of course, you can get all of that stuff on my website, insaneericlane.com. One final thought, though, before I put this little thing to bed. Every time a bird poops on my car, I eat a plate of scrambled eggs on my porch just to show them what I'm capable of. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there. So I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify, Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.